This is KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is this on? Is anybody listening? Is anybody there? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this place outside where they belong? I can't believe this silence like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life, I'd settle for a yawn. Really makes me wonder, is this on? Oh, it is on, Dave. Welcome to Is This On? Tonight we're going to have a great show, Dave. We're going to take a look at uh, the show coming up Friday night at the Unscrewed Theater. We're both... You and I are going to take a turn on the Variety Show, Mike, Friday, 9 p.m. at Unscrewed Theater. We're also going to take a look at a brand new show on HBO Max, My Flag Means Death. It's a new show from the director Watiti Takiti, and it stars SNL's Leslie Jones and many others. We'll talk about that. We're also going to meet a very interesting young comic, Raj Kirch who I met, Dave, in San Diego doing a mic there on a show that he runs. He runs some other shows uh, in Los Angeles. He's a roast battler. He's a rapper. A very interesting young man, and we'll hear a little bit about the San Diego and Los Angeles comedy scenes. But first, we begin with a discussion of Phil's trip to Cuba. And we pick it up where Phil has just presented Dave with an authentic Cuban cigar. I desperately want to smoke it, and I don't want to smoke it, <laughs> because it's so... And in case uh, I'll smoke it. Uh, my wife is listening, <laughs> she made a great suggestion that we get a picture of us with the cigars okay. right. for uh, an ITO cover. Did she also suggest you not bring that cigar in this house? Did she? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I have, Dave, I'm a great lover of cigars, by the way. I, I went through a cigar period, And I've had sure. many Havana cigars, yeah. and I love them. Occasionally, uh, you know, truth be told, Dave, full disclosure, I uh, will occasionally, once a year, have a cigar in Las Vegas. Well, that's, you know, it stays in Vegas, man. That's right. But I brought it here. <laughs> that, that, that's me. And so hopefully later we'll get a chance to Absolutely. light these up, at least get the photo. Yeah. So people can see these beautiful Hermanos. Yeah. Uh, we did go to a cigar shop. But I back to you asking about culture. Did we meet people? Yeah. Real people. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's real, but... Uh, authentic Cuban citizens, natives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we go to this house that has been turned into a pottery shop, and you see how they've, they they also live there, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Probably three generations of Mm -hmm. their family Mm -hmm. live there. Mm -hmm. Very small space. And they have crafted this little factory with the big kiln and where they dig the mud. uh, That sort of mud, apparently very rich in the soil, in Cuba, uh, uh-huh. but not great farming soil. We learn it's mm. an island. Remember, right? So you mm. got to think more like, you know, outside of San Francisco, uh, the prism. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Uh-huh. The reason it was so tough to maintain that was because if you're an island, you have to import almost everything. Right. Right. And yeah. so now they have. They, the, one another thing that struck me, Dave, is how badly they were hit with COVID. Oh, geez. Not yeah. just in terms of the disease. And they have developed their own vaccine, which they claim is 93% effective. Uh-huh. And it so stopped the little economy they had based on tourism. 
because the cruise ships typically stop there. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So you really see the hardship, Dave. The appreciation of someone when you gave them a a dollar Uh uh, was just something to see. So we see the, the making pottery in the ancient way then they show, you know, told us how these were religious artifacts for the uh, African religions, and that was, you know, part of their work. And then they mm-hmm. make the plates, and sure enough, we saw those plates and bowls in the restaurants we came oh, to. Oh wow! So it's really yeah. a, you know, in a way, it reminded me the way uh, people kind of make do, of sort of a kibbutz system, you know, mm-hmm. like Israel, where yeah. you know. Uh, they're really concerned. Like, if you give somebody something, they share it with with everybody. Uh-huh, yeah, and families working together and generations. Oh, and, yeah. and uh, living on very little, but having I guess. Yeah, I'll, pretty... I'll uh, show you some wonderful pictures sometime, Dave. Of, mm-hmm. You can see that it was you know the grandpa digging the clay. Here's like a, a guy had to be in his 80s, right, with yeah. guns like you wouldn't <laughs> believe, right, and he's shirtless, you know, he's, he's cut like you know like a wrestler. <laughs> Down to the little guy, and then, dude, this was interesting, and I'll tie it to another uh, event. Uh, we saw uh, a dance company, and then we got to chat, and they're, they're, they were, they're very friendly people, so they built into it, unbeknownst to nine very surprised uh, Americans, that they were going to engage us in dancing okay, at the of end of the show. Uh-huh. So the teacher calls us up, and she had that certain, you know, very like somebody who would lead a dance company, you know, very strict, you know. Yeah, so, dance? Yes. We got up there. And then, of course, you know, I'm dancing with, like, some 19-year-old Cuban who, you know, just looks like she walked off a magazine cover, right? And she's laughing with me and having a great time. And uh, we got to talk to them a little bit afterwards. She had danced. I wanted to note this. She had danced for, like, almost an hour of, like, incredibly aerobic dancing, right? Uh-huh. I danced with her for like two minutes. <laughs> she had to help me to the chair. You know, she's not even breathing hard, you know. <laughs> so I think well, I you, almost they've got to see the Cuban medical system up close. <laughs> well, you, you certainly threw yourself into the experience, Phil. There's no question about that. I had a great time. Yeah. I yeah. did. I purposely, uh, you know, did not, you know, uh, get international service for my phone. I didn't oh. read a newspaper. Cool. Oh, wow. How great. <laughs> and I thought, I had a hunch. There's a war going yeah. on, Phil, <laughs> I, in case uh, you missed that. Dave, I bet that it would have gotten worse. How's my bet doing? Uh, we will see. I, I understand, by the way, uh, you know, back to ITO, Dave, if we... Yeah, well, one other question about yeah. Cuba is, is that uh, the economy, I don't understand the economy uh, in any sense, but... What were the prices like when you bought something? If you went out to have lunch or something in American money, was it cheap? Was it expensive? Was it- no, it was not. Uh, uh, oddly enough, because I think to to exist, you know, that's what they have to do when they get the chance. Because remember, most of the money goes back to the state to allow them yeah. to you know like get a few you know crumbs. So they they they. Not easy to get supplies, Dave. Uh-huh. I'm sure it reflects a reasonable profit. Right. But mm-hmm. plus, like you uh, say, if you bought a, you know a taco yeah. plate for five bucks, five bucks is like a uh, yeah, hundred probably to to. Interesting, us. right? So yeah. how do they get supplies, right? Because mm-hmm. I told you that you go to the farmers market, but there's not anything there you can afford. Right. Right. So the restaurants are in a little better shape, right? So they buy from like the farms 
that after they turn over their 80% of the state, they get to sell 20%. Uh -huh. So consequently, every restaurant has the same dishes because it's only those limited ingredients. Uh -huh. So it was a lot of great seafood. It was wonderful swordfish. It's obviously the swordfish season. Of course, season. seafood would be good there. Yeah. Uh -huh. Now, are there any uh, American or Western franchises or anything Absolutely like that? Absolutely none. No. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Did you have a hankering for a Big Mac at some point? Or you kind of like, <laughs> no. Do you ever? <laughs> no, I did not, unless it's McRib season. Oh, well. Of course, well then, of course. Check it out off the calendar, yeah. That, uh, that changes everything. Well, it's this. almost uh, the Shamrock Shake is coming up, so. Wow. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always exciting time of the year. And uh, the same sorts of vegetables, though, they were... Always fresh, always delicious. Yeah. The farm is also where they produce limited beef. Beef apparently a luxury. Uh -huh. But we had one beef dish along the way. Uh, chicken, they've got pigs they raise. So there was always, you know, sausage at breakfast kind of oh, thing. Oh, well, not bad. Yeah. Not, oh, it, was, it was delightful. It was really, mm -hmm. it was wonderful. And a very, this particular trip kept you moving. Oh, and great. It was oh, great. very educational. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. they, your wife had a good time? She was, uh, yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. My wife had a wonderful time. Okay. We saw a hundred-year-old synagogue, Dave. Wow. Uh -huh. Spoke to them, and uh, they told us that they've survived. Apparently, Castro allowed some religions to still have their services, but it was like they couldn't have their school, you know, uh -huh. that sort of thing. But he allowed them, like, to, to worship. The gentleman we met who runs the uh, synagogue we visited told us that the rabbi from Venezuela comes like by ship three, four times a year. <laughs> and they have high holiday services consequently like the week later. Uh -huh. And he said there's about 1,200 Jews on the island of about 11 million people. So oh, that's not yeah, a lot of that's Jews. That's not a lot of Jews. Not not a lot of yeah, Jews yeah. Uh, Tucson may have one. Yeah, Jews I know you're that. not. Can I anticipate <laughs> your next question, Dave? What's that? I did not find a good deli <laughs> oh, in Havana. Okay. I think you have to go back to Meyer Lance. Actually, I was going to. Well, I, well, I was going to say earlier when you're describing the beach and the breezes and all. I go. You, you know, it's no surprise why the mafia love going there. I mean, what a great place to hang out. Oh yeah, you know? and especially uh, with the rates they were getting, it was 100 percent corruption. So, <laughs> that's right. that, you now, know, that's the thing. You think of those times, and many people. Probably their only visual image of Cuba is from like the Godfather no, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that existed for sure, and people will talk to you about that. But sadly, the Cuban people benefited from that zilch. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so that's why, you know, that that's when Cuba started nationalizing every Cuba. I mean, Castro because the people knew they were getting uh, they were getting screwed, and they were right. over something else. And, and this this sounded better than that. Yeah. Oops. Uh, <laughs> When the Soviets, last thing, Dave, when the Soviets about the cars, when the Soviets were subsidizing factories and that, yeah. and trading sugar for oil and other necessities, th things seemed to be better for people. And if you were a good factory worker, they gave you either a uh, Russian car called a Moscovich, Okay. I will show you a photo. <laughs> or a Polish-made Fiat. Oh. Uh -huh. And those those looked a little rickety, Dave. Oh, I, I, think, yeah. I think I'd do better in a crash in a Moscovich. <laughs> it had to look to me. Uh, but I'll share photos with you. I can put them on our website. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one, one more thing I want to ask you. Yeah, was, I guess when we start talking about uh, Jews in Cuba, uh, tie it into the show. 
you sense any sense of humor there? Did people joke? What, what were, there, were there certain areas they would tend to joke a lot about? Were they? Yeah, definitely. You know, because other other images people have of Cuba Davis, that wonderful film about the jazz players, uh, the Santa Vista uh, Club or something. Uh, Buena Vista Social Club. Buena Vista Club. Social yeah. Club. Mm -hmm. Thank yep. you. And music certainly exists there. You'll see people playing in public squares, in magnificent. You know, either Spanish or Italian, uh, and in some cases even African architecture, represented from, you know, the different times that they were taken over by various, right, right, uh -huh. various invaders, and pirates as well. Uh -huh. uh, so, the point is, you'll see music on the street, but you there would never be. Like a stand-up comedy club, it's just that you know. Maybe, and then stay standing because we're going to shoot you against the wall. Next yeah. on the bucket list, Phil, we're, we're going to open up uh, car I, the, car I, the Caramba I, Club. There, how about that Castro? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that sounds great. I've I've heard everybody I've Thank talked you. to that has visited Cuba has said it, it's a fascinating place to visit and. Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of things that you truly was. Well, thank you for, yep. yeah, for yeah. letting me talk well, about. Well, we hear about that. You know, uh, the Cuban people, our, first rate. What a spirit! Our far-flung correspondent, Phil Gordon. Even within that, and well-educated people, Dave. I'll tell you that also. So the uh, last thing too. Sorry, I say last thing often, but take for example the uh, young dancers that go through. Don't mind if I do. Clearly, well, please. Dave. <laughs> uh, clearly. They're well-educated and, and, and very, very talented. And in exchange for this, then they have to agree to work like on some state project like the farm oh, uh -huh. for like three years or something. But education is attainable. Mm -hmm. Our guide, who was a very lovely woman, Cuban woman, mm -hmm. has the equivalent of like a master's degree in French literature. Wow. But is there a job that, you know, she can get? No. You know, I mean, door guy. Not, not like here in the States. No. <laughs> All the people with the French literature degrees. The waiters in French restaurants, I'm guessing. Oh, there you go. May we? Uh -huh. So, it wasn't a waste. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, <laughs> as we jump into comedy here, I mentioned uh, stand-up, and we want to let our... Hmm. Listeners know that you and I are going to be up on uh, the unscrewed feeder stage Friday. That's right, together again. We well, we we hope so. Yeah, we think so. <laughs> we haven't gotten the confirmation, but now that uh... and that's of course uh, our good friends Dave, uh, who we had as guests on the show, Chris Alana, Seidman, I and, and uh, Elena and uh, Cy Barlow. Cy Barlow, and I uh, had mentioned I took a class there from Chris Seidman. It was. Yeah. Fantastic. Chris, who was one of our, maybe one of our first, first very ones, first yeah, guests. Yeah. Chris is great, and everybody's great there. And then they do a thing called Unscrewed After Dark on Fridays. and uh, Really like a variety we'll, show. We'll be there, and I'm sure there'll be some improvers yeah. and maybe some music. You, Dave, are you doing comedy this time, or are you going to be spinning some plates? Or? I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with comedy. Actually, <laughs> actually, Phil, we've, we've referenced colorblindness a couple of times. I'm, I'm going to bring my plea to the people for uh, right. col colorblind rights, and that will be a strong part of my... Uh, my, my, yeah. my set. <laughs> I, on the other hand, Dave, will be spinning the Cuban plates <laughs> that I brought back. <laughs> my wife's not too worried. Uh, I, was, I was hoping you might break into Babalu. Uh, yes. You know, uh, I did ask, the. we had a beautiful musical presentation, I must say, from a Cuban singer who, you know, uh, has some music even on Spotify, and his son apparently is a popular jazz musician. Oh, mm -hmm. And he gave us a 
wonderful history of how African music blended with Cuban music and European music. Charming man. And I asked him about Desi Arnaz, and uh-huh. it was like he didn't want to talk about Desi Arnaz. He did say that he had seen I Love Lucy several times and enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But he said that Desi Arnaz was kind of a very minor saloon singer. I, get, I had the impression, if I had to read into it, that Desi Arnaz was more associated with, like, the Meyer Lansky casinos mm-hmm. and that. And then, you know, when they left, he left and went to New York. Well, he was quite young, I think, when he uh, began yeah. uh, show business in the yeah. States. And um, and he was pretty anti-Castro, right? Wasn't he outspokenly, you know, yes. so probably not yeah, absolutely. about much. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't mean to, and, and this isn't the show, Dave, to get into the Cuban politics, but they're very diverse and very divided. Hmm. Uh, and you can see that it's once things were nationalized, of course, the guy who used to own the sugar factory has a different viewpoint of you know, <laughs> socialism. Uh, and that's part of that crowd that is very influential on Trump, for example, mm-hmm. or, you know, Marco Rubio, that crowd. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. So you're saying a country in which the people are divided on their politics? Yeah. An entire country. Was uncomfortable. Oh, backwards. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. However, I noticed. Uh, uh, them being able to discuss it in a more civilized manner, it seemed to me. <laughs> uh, except the, that's not good when, when when Cuba is more civilized than uh, yeah. than you. Yeah. Nothing against Cuba, but I mean we, we got to get our act together, you know, as yeah. a country. Yeah, you're right about it that. Starts too. now. So okay. yeah, so we're talking about uh, we're going to do uh, Unscrewed and uh, on, and that's on Friday. Uh, Friday night, I believe, at uh, nine o'clock. Nine p.m. I'll always double check the time with you now, Phil. Always after Harambe's uh, and. Uh, now you have, uh, are you going to run the uh, interview? Oh, I think that'd be a great idea. And this is Phil Gordon on the road with our ITO microphone. And we are at The Landing in El Cajon, California. A show run by our guest. And that is, I hope I get this right, Raj Kirch. That is correct. Wow, thank you very much. Who has that? Thank you. Very handy pronunciation guide on your Facebook page. <laughs> You're a smart young man. Yes, sir. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Raj. I, I am happy to be a part of this show later tonight. Uh, I apologize in advance to, for making you listen to five minutes of my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's something, it's a rite of passage. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, we, we, we hope to have to. some laughs. It looks like a great show. It looks like a lovely uh, you know, can I say lovely dive bar? Lovely dive bar, one of my <laughs> one of the oldest in San Diego, and uh, I really consider this bar home. So it's fantastic! A, it's and Raj, you are a performer not only of comedy. Are you doing a set tonight? I'm, I'm doing a set tonight, and I'm kind of co-hosting. I'm jumping around. Um, you know, this was uh, I, I look at comedy like shooting basketball, and this is my basketball court. You know, fantastic! Like, you got to get out there and yeah. and, and shoot. Like we always uh, talk to our younger comics and our vets that come in and talk to us about good writing technique. We were just talking about good hosting uh, technique with a guest last week, uh, Rich Gary, one of our uh, Tucson comics that's an excellent host. And uh, we, we, we just encourage everybody to get those skills. And another thing we want to talk to you about, Raj, that caught my eye when uh, I started seeing your posts in the San Diego open mic group on mm-hmm. Facebook is that you're involved in the roast battle scene and at uh, big time at the comedy store in LA yeah I was tell uh, us about that I, I just you know I got this is my first time but I got real lucky and we did a roast battle I battled uh, 
buddy of mine, uh, Leo, who was undefeated and currently is. I won the. I think I won the first two. He won the last. But what is Leo's last name? Uh, Salvi. So so I can pronounce. Oh, okay. He's gonna you, somebody's got a tougher He's name hate to me pronounce on the radio. than yours. Yeah. I'm sorry, is Leo. That, is that a is that a different <laughs> yeah. battle? The you toughest know. to pronounce. Yeah, that. yeah. That that was part of the roast right there. Yeah. How? So you know, we uh. talk about uh, all the time. We talk about how do you get booked? You know, my my uh, co-host on this program, Dave Margolis, who isn't here with me tonight, but we'll be in the studio when we play this uh, interview. Leo Savidra, I did not forget about you. There Thank you go, you. Leo Thank Savidra. You. Could be, you're dissing him, you're dissing him in advance. <laughs> anyway, Dave and I love to talk about how you get booked on shows when you're first starting, mm-hmm. and you and I met because I saw a post yeah. of yours look in at us uh, now. the no. group. You said you were booking comics for the yeah. show in alcohol. Yeah. I said, oh, I've passed alcohol when I drive to San Diego. I said I go to San Diego anytime. Well, I um I had this idea for for this show, Comedy Casino, and it's really like my baby. And I was getting tired of who likes to pay to play. I mean, sometimes you have to. Yeah. But instead of taking money from the comics, I take no money from the comics. I only work with the venue, and it's basically a poker game. You know, we all put in five bucks, and the winner takes all. And so, therefore, someone's walking away with some cash. Fantastic. And, uh, Who makes the uh, the call? The audience? Usually the audience, but we'll have, you know, sometimes even the comics get together and we, we go, hey, that guy, you know, he got it. And sometimes people don't want to stay and they just take off, so they're, you know. But um, but it's just a fun thing to do. That happens that we have, uh, you and I were chatting earlier about the different uh, comedy scenes. I'm sure you get comics drive down from Phoenix, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of Tucson okay, I, comics, of course, go to Phoenix. Yeah. Well, one of the newer clubs in town, J.P.'s, uh, does an open mic as a contest, and I think that happens a lot. What you say, because it'll be like fifty comics, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't even stay up that. Yeah, way exactly. What? So, oh, and I got two hours to drive back to Tucson. So, oh, man. and I probably wasn't going to win anyway. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, it's a great idea, and I like the competitive nature. I noticed that Raj, all over the place, more kind of incentives. And I'm not talking about bringer shows, though. I'd love to get your mm-hmm. opinion about bringer oh, shows. Oh yeah, I'd love to talk about that. You know, like an evening or or they'll have a series of Friday nights that's a competition that leads mm-hmm. to a prize. I think that gets comics involved. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the competition. It's not the money part of it for yeah, me. Yeah. It's why I like festivals, for example. I, I just wanted to put a, a small bag of cash in, in some comics' hands, too. You know, I hate to say it, but it, I don't yeah. actually hate to say it. It's awesome. I mean, that's fun for me to be able to, you know, help other comics out, even if it's 50, 60 bucks of gas, you know. Hey, because, for a lot of people, that is a big yeah, difference. Yeah, uh, now that's, 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 that's almost a quarter of a tank of gas. Yeah, for, for a 10-minute set, and you yeah. crush it, and then get, get the money and go. So there was just a chance. I thought it would push people to you know bring, bring their... But it's just fun, and it's fun for the audience, too. So. Yeah, absolutely. But, and, and the audience participation is great. Yeah. yeah. Usually we have a piano player. Uh, oh. Tonight, I just we're going to keep bringing it back to the basics. It's just a mic. Yeah, a stage okay. And the audience. But usually I, we have I a piano love, player uh, and a... Yeah. I, I love musical uh, interludes, and uh, I particularly love musical comedy. Me too. You'll come out there with a guitar, you know, do, a little, <laughs> do a little Smothers Brothers. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, Raj, let's talk about you a little bit. Your your your, you know, road through uh, comedy to get to this point. So uh, you you live in San Diego. I live right here in Oklahoma. But, yeah. you, but you do some shows in LA mm-hmm. and and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you get involved in comedy? 
Well, I've always loved comedy since I was a little boy. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad would play me, Eddie Murphy, Raw, and Delirious, and Steve Martin. We would play the old Cheech and Chong on vinyl, and mm. I just always loved stand-up comedy. And um, I never planned on it. And after you know being in rap music and uh, all, all types of music for a while, I finally, I think it was during right before the pandemic, uh, a little bit before, I just said, hey, you know, I'm gonna hit an open mic. And it felt like when I first started playing music for the first time. And then, um, you know, I, I went through the scene and I went through the high, felt the vibes and the high school league parts of it. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I had this, this wonderful venue that I've come, been going to for a long time and they gave me an opportunity and I to bring out a comedy here to El Cajon a oh. little bit more. And, um, yeah, fantastic. So this is, uh, for our Tucson listeners, this is uh, kind of on the eastern uh, yeah, edge of yeah, San Diego. Yeah, East East County. Uh, you know, and it, it and, and it seems like a very uh, you know nice neighborhood. We're in a, in a shopping center type of mm -hmm. uh, environment. And uh, when I say dive bar, I mean that uh, as a compliment. Oh no, it's a because total it's, biker it's bar earthy. Too. Yeah, uh, it's dark. <laughs> a lot of bikers. Uh, yeah, all yeah. types of people. Uh, here, we were right? chatting with a gentleman at the bar that uh, <laughs> had like a nice earthy quality to him. <laughs> nice, nice. I think we'll, we'll we'll leave his thoughts yeah. at the bar, but but he's he's ready to see a show. They get wild, and out here, uh, he man. could use a laugh. Let yeah. me tell you that. Yeah, they get wild out here, man. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Tell us then a little bit more about the San Diego comedy scene. Uh, we've noticed in Tucson, uh, since kind of the return from the pandemic, at least, you know, pinky in the water, uh, a wealth of shows. There's like open mics now every night. Yeah. Uh, weekend open mics. Some mics are giving you 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it like in San Diego? Um... I, I, you know, I have my spots that I, I pick and I go to. Um, I just really like doing my own stuff. <laughs> I'm kind of a brat. So I just usually stick to my, my stuff, you know. Um, but I, I do go out to, to Madhouse sometimes. Um, yeah. American Comedy Company is amazing. Um, there's all types of mics. Uh, my buddy Walter Ford is throwing some really cool stuff. Always Comedy Store on Tuesdays, I think. Comedy um, store up in La Jolla. Yeah, on Tuesdays that, they, uh, they have a mic. They there. have a mic. Yeah, yeah. If you, if oh, they, interesting. Calling, you know, it's a whole process, but... Um, yeah, you know, I just, I just love, uh, uh that, that, that's okay, uh, Raj. Uh, what about, what about your relationship? You know, that stuff always comes up at open mics, language and that. How's your relationship with the people that run the landing? Do they have any Oh, yeah. Oh, like they're that? so, they're so great to me. Um, yeah, they, uh, they, this is our, maybe our eighth or ninth one here so far. And we, we do one in Chula Vista also, which is, or towards the border. But, um, like I said, this is. They're so they're they're great great venue to work with. Some venues are really hard to work with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what makes it hard? Mm, usually, like collecting money at the end of the night, or it could just be something like turning a sign on in the front, you know, or maybe it's them not promoting the event. It could be okay. Yeah, oh, I've had. Yeah, you yeah. know, years ago, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to date myself here. Uh, you're a very young man, Raj. But have you ever heard of Tribble Runs? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. It used to be a, a comedy booker. I think he's Dave's uh, Tribble was oh, actually wow. his name. Cool. Since has retired. I don't think they're doing it anymore. But you would do a, a run through typically the northwest part mm -hmm. of the country. And it would be a headliner, a feature, and a host. And you would meet at the first leg of the tour, let's say in Montana. You'd play a club there and then you'd either rent the car or somebody would have a car. And you'd go to the next town, you know, Missoula. And then you'd play there for a week. It would be like a week long. And what reminded me of it was it was a mix of like getting paid in advance and having to wait for the bartender to pay you. Yeah. And boy, sometimes 
the bartender would have a bad night or an yeah, yeah. night or something, and <laughs> you weren't going to get paid no. until that last dish was washed and put away. No, yeah, uh, it can be rough, and that's you know as you know, uh, you know, you're tired after. Yeah. sometimes you're doing two shows. Yeah, I mean, I I try like to not depend on anything. Like I like to have a couple like. I also work in the restaurant business, so I'm lucky I have a you know a side job. Yeah, but um, I'm lucky to I make yeah I'm lucky to make a little bit of money doing comedy too. And um, there are guys that I think are just so amazing and should I don't know I just found my own. Yeah, who are some of the people you uh, local really guys? Like. Uh, local my guys. buddy Brian Valone is amazing. Um, Billy Warm, he's here. He's coming. Um, some, can, of the some of the guys are on the show tonight. Really, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a really Nick Flair. I believe Nick, I've seen Nick uh, Flair is amazing. I'm is he out of Los Angeles? Angeles? Uh, he he's out in San Diego. Yeah, uh, I think I've seen him. Somewhere. Yeah, he plays in L.A. all the time. I think I saw him. At Nick, what up? <laughs> <laughs> well, give it a shout out for sure. Right. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you you and I were chatting before we started. You told me something interesting. You're doing a show in Mexico. Yeah, my first. Tell show us about in Mexico. that. I'm doing it with another comic that's here tonight, Chandler. So we're gonna go down to Mexico. We're playing a place called Playas. It's called Playa Me. So I think it's March. 30th, I believe. Uh, yeah. It's on Tuesday. But, um, English or Spanish? I'm going to do like half and half. I'm, 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 I'm like half Mexican. My name's Raj. I'm not Indian, so that should... There's a whole bunch of jokes you can go with that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, my yeah. And my mom's a Spanish teacher, and I barely speak Spanish. So. Ha! Should tell you There's about a lot my, of that. should yeah. tell you about my childhood. Well, <laughs> a lot of high school graduates in uh, yeah. Spanish class yeah. that don't know Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it more, sounds I, more of a high school thing. I only know the bad words. And, uh, Raj, I just say this uh, on behalf uh, of uh, our comics in the Tucson area. We have a number of really good Spanish-speaking comics. Yeah. If you are looking for okay, for yeah, in Mexico. Yeah. I, I, I believe some of the uh, female comics in Tucson did a show in uh, Juarez. Cool. And then on the other side of the border in Spanish, I believe. Oh, so if you're looking for people, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I'm going to mention on the show, and then we'll have your link to yeah. your uh, Facebook page. Sure. Uh, well, that's wonderful. So you know, let's wrap it up with uh, uh, some of your goals. You're, you're, you're involved in a lot of things, music, comedy. What? Uh, where do you see it going? Um, I'd like to keep doing Comedy Casino. That's just like my baby. But um, I'd like to eventually do a full uh, kind of special, I guess, You know, either via YouTube or... Something you know, uh, just get a you know a good twenty to thirty together, and uh, just do something like on Amazon. That would be great. Um, I'm also working on some records right now. They're going to be coming out soon, and um, that's it. You know, just taking care of my little boy. Yeah. I, got a, I got a little boy I love. And I, Tell us one more time. When is your roast battle? Uh, roast battle. It should be. It just it just passed, and it should be on the Comedy Store a YouTube roast battle page. Coming up real soon, like within the next week or two. You guys can watch Fantastic. me. Lose. It's great. Our guest has been Raj Kirch. Yes, sir. Runs the uh, show here at the Landing in El Cajon. Involved in roast battles at the Comedy Store. I think he's a good person for you to get to know. Raj, thanks for being on this. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, laugh now, cry later. Thank you, Raj. Hey, my name is Stephanie Leonga. You're listening to Is This On on KMKR Radio. The young man, uh, young comic out of California, uh, Roz Kirch, is uh, a very nice young man, a very funny young man. And uh, I met him just on Facebook. You know, we often talk about 
you know, where do you look for bookings and things like that? So I'm retired now and have a little free time when I want. So I sometimes venture and see what the comedy scene is like in Las oh, Vegas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I talk, we yeah. talk about yeah, that. Mm -hmm. San Diego is very reachable. Uh, Los Angeles is very reachable. Uh, others uh, I know have gone to El Paso way, right? A lot of Tucson comics go to El Paso. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I, I'm a friend to a couple of groups to talk about mics in uh, San Diego. And I saw this kind of a competition he runs this little thing, he calls it like Comic Casino or something, and instead of paying five bucks for your drink, everybody puts five bucks in a pool, and then by the end of the night, by audience vote, they decide three, two, one, you get 20 bucks, 10 oh. bucks, 10 bucks, okay. and then the rest goes to the bar. Sing for your supper, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think he's trying to market this around. Mm -hmm. Very enterprising young man, hmm. he's a rapper, Dave, he does... Uh, we had a long talk on the interview about roast comedy. He does oh, you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. yep. And he does, I believe, occasionally book some shows at the comedy store. So, mm -hmm. you know, like any comic, I'm thinking, you know, he, oh, he'd be a good guy to know, you know. <laughs> and uh, hurt. I, he, they gave me five minutes on the show. It was a lot of fun. It was an energetic show. I will say, you know, I love the dive bars, Dave. Oh, I, I love to test my material yeah, that's in the dive uh, bars. And I find... You know, the demographic age-wise is a little closer for me. Uh -huh. And I find it often works in my favor with the local crowd. Mm -hmm. And I had a nice experience there. Now, where was this? In this was in El Cajon. Oh, El Cajon, sure. California. Yeah. Know where it is? Uh -huh. uh, Outside of San Diego, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, a very reasonable drive. You know, mm -hmm. And uh, there's a couple of nice bars there that have a nice stage. Uh, and a little, you know, bit of the, you know, the more... Uh, let's say, uh, you know, middle-income uh, types. Blue-collar types, Blue kind of there, types, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. But appreciative of the comedy. Oh, great. Uh -huh. uh, had a great time. And then, you know, I had a, a, a day to, you know, enjoy San Diego, and I always enjoy San Diego. San Diego is always beautiful, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dave, uh, one thing I often enjoy in San Diego is uh, baseball. Well, there What's we go. going on there? I didn't hear uh, much there either. I have been just avoiding the news because I figure when it's good news, I'll hear about it, but it's uh, just uh, not getting anywhere. And it's, uh, it's you know, you, you know, Phil, we're old men. We, every spring, you know, we, you know. Yeah. Uh, as the weather warms up, we're thinking about baseball. We want to see spring training. We want to read about the games and uh, nothing. Although apparently they are going to institute, did you read this, larger bases in a couple of years. And that and that's somewhat of a of a safety thing, isn't it? Uh, I, I thought it was. Part I guess of that. that's what it is. I'm not mm -hmm. happy about it because um. Yeah. Why? Um, because uh, you know, there's certain, the, the, the field has not changed in. 100 plus years. I mean, everything they change, the rules and things like that, but the, the, to change the actual diamond, the actual playing field, you know, that strikes me the wrong way in that in that sport. Yeah, but, uh, though, uh, take for example the rule enforcement of giving the runner a lane to a base. Mm -hmm. Big change at home plate for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I think was a very wise safety rule, and I think what's what great tradition is that? You know, banging into a catcher with all the injuries. Mm -hmm. So I don't miss that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, any progress? Or you, do you think they're moving towards the settlement? I'm not hearing much that's uh, encouraging, you know. Mm -hmm. Although I, I keep telling my son and trying to believe myself that, well, it's one of those things where one day they just go, okay, we, we're done. You know, we, we got it.
you know, because that's how strikes generally seem to go, where it seems like they're getting nowhere, and then one day they say, oh, no, we're reaching a settlement, now we got it. Uh, so, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I think they said there wouldn't be any games now before mid-April, and I'm not sure they were talking about still playing the full 162, meaning adding some mm -hmm. double headers and mm -hmm. things like that, but I don't know until they sell it. I don't really care. As long as they're on the field playing, I don't really care. Yeah, get, let's hope there. for that. Uh, we wish them well. Oh, I, wanted, uh, I wanted to mention to you when you yeah. mentioned The Godfather that uh, yesterday I was texting with the daughter of Al Martino. Wow. Remember uh -huh. Al Martino? Of course, it's a very Dean Martin-like uh, singer. And he played the Frank Sinatra character in Godfather, Johnny Fontaine. Oh, that's was, right. It was Al Martino. And his yeah. daughter is a huge uh, advocate of uh, uh, L.A. conservativeship, uh, keeping... Uh, the um, historic buildings in L.A. around, and also she just promotes them. She's always posting these great pictures of... of uh, Does, is she... When she was at, at Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds' pool when she was a kid or something. Wow, <laughs> you know? wow. And how did how did this take place, Dave? How were you... Uh, well, she posts a lot of stuff, uh, and I, I, I'm on a lot of these sites because I'm from Ohio, and I'm on this... Uh, historical Cincinnati site. I see, I see. <laughs> and they ran a picture of, like, of an old record store, and there's a big poster for Al Martino. And so I sent that to her because that's probably something she doesn't have, you know. It's like, and she was very... Tremendous. She, was she uh, herself a singer, Dave? I don't think she was, but mm -hmm. she's done a lot of things. She's done a lot of, been very busy, uh, a lot of projects, yeah. Okay, well, interesting. So, yeah. Uh, that's my brush with fame this week, though. Not bad. Not bad, Dave. <laughs> uh, I met that singer in Cuba. He, he had a record. Uh, he oh, was, there you go. He was a good guy. Uh, Dave... You know, uh, let, let's change the subject because uh, t for time consideration. Uh, so we're going to drop. ITO investigates has been bad. Oh, at it, yes, sir. And I understand that uh, they've uncovered another phone call. It was yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, they are so now, on top who, of things. Whose phone? You think they've recovered this off of Donald Trump's phone? This is uh, yeah. Well, we got we we got the hookup. We, we hear both sides of the conversation here, but it's a very interesting phone call. Just recently happened, and oh. uh, very recently. And uh, I think we got to uh, <laughs> we we'll go with it. It, start, uh, it starts with a with a phone ringing, but yeah. we, we didn't actually work that in there. So yeah, well maybe again. Are check we the ready? Podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. There we go. Ring, ring. Eric, get that, will you? Eric, Eric, just touch the little picture of the phone. No, Eric, not the froggy. Give me that. Hello, you've got 45. Hello, Donald. It's Vladimir. Oh. Zelensky. Uh. Donald, like to revisit our phone call from a few years ago. Phone call? I make a lot of phone calls. Yesterday I was on the phone uh, with the My Pillow guy for nine hours. Nine hours? Must have been important. Oh, absolutely. We're binging euphoria together. Talking about 2019 phone call, the uh, quote-unquote perfect phone call. Mm -hmm. I hate doing this, but pretty desperate. You wanted information on the uh, Biden family? On Bo? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, you got something on him? Juicy stuff? Oh, I bet it's terrible. What did he do? Use campaign funds for hush money? Start a fraudulent university? Steal top-secret documents? Uh, nothing that bad. But we have learned that when Hunter Biden was in Ukraine 10 years ago, he parked in handicapped space. 
Ooh. Oh. Is that a big crime in uh, Ukraine? Well, not anymore. Now all of Ukraine is handicapped space. Oh, that's great. That's great. I want you to make an announcement. Just want to make sure you, as president, will provide military assistance to us in this... As president? Well, uh, we had an election. M must have missed. Oh, well, been I kind of Been kind of swamped. I won, I won, of course. But those lying Democrats, like Liz Cheney and Hillary and Frederick Douglass, they say just because Joe Biden got more popular votes and electoral votes that he... Uh, uh, Joe Biden is president? Oh, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I mean, he lives in the White House. Uh, he's acting as commander-in-chief. Click. Hello? Damn it. Eric! Get Zombrowski back on the phone. And this time, don't get jelly all over it. That's where, that's, where it, that's where it cuts off, yeah. Oh. That's, uh, I to find out the rest of it. It's, it's nice to know the former guy still has his yeah. finger on the pulse of international politics. Yeah. Which really uh, his finger's uh, <laughs> not near anything else. Uh, yeah, but we'll, uh, we may find out more. How, uh, how interesting. Uh, and, of course, now that we see uh, President Zelensky in action as president, it, it got a, you know, uh, makes you skip a beat when you realize that that was the same guy in that perfect call. So wow! I, I was thinking about that today because I thought when that when that phone call happened, uh, and for the unlightened or those who have chosen to forget it, uh, uh, Trump was uh, uh, threatening to pull our military assistance from Ukraine <laughs> if Zelensky did not provide some kind of scandal on Joe Biden or his family. Mm -hmm. And I remember that's when we found out who Zelensky was, and the first thing anybody said was like, well, he was a comedian or a comic actor, and he, now he's president. And I thought, how does, how does that work? And I thought when Trump is talking to him on the phone, I go, this, this guy, he was a, he was a comic. Right. Wasn't he going to be like just overwhelmed by this, you know, master con man and manipulator? Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. seems to just kind of shrugged it off at the time. And uh, now we see him going through this, and it's hard to imagine anyone handling it more bravely or more courage than, than he has. And uh, yeah. it says you start to see that he wasn't just a stumbling guy back there when he was talking to Trump. He outmaneuvered him by just saying, like, I guess he basically just ended that perfect phone call by saying, like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll think about it, kind of right. blow, blowing him off. which was Right, well, know, he... he uh had turned out to be prophetic uh, in that he had bigger problems on his, on his <laughs> yeah, mind. That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might have war pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it is so sad. It's uh, comforting, I guess, to, to, to have a laugh about it. But, uh, oh, it's terrible. Wow. It's terrible. Yeah. What, it's, what it's, gruesome. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's weird because it's like uh, watching the news. It, just, it, was like going, it was like when COVID was everything on TV all the time and and now here we are and uh, it's like uh, Putin looked at COVID and said uh, hold my vodka <laughs> I got something else absolutely so uh, but it's it's you know I, I, it's one of these things that's I mean it's you know just the images are so tragic you can't really stay with it that long I mean it's just like oh, that's that, right. that's uh, right. but it's, um, it's I, uh, history in the making well, we will we will keep tabs of it uh, and uh, adjust our discussion of it appropriately. But uh, hopefully, uh, 
someday uh, Putin jokes will uh, will be back in fashion. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Time, uh, time to uh, put a shirt back on and yeah, you know yeah. uh, get them ready to be buried. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think I have to say when this when it started, there was a lot of talk in the media, and I didn't know how realistic it was because they were kind of presenting it as this David versus Goliath, and yeah. and I thought Russia's a huge country with a gigantic army. Don't I don't I don't think you can really hold them off the way they were, but with the uh, just the entire world embracing Ukraine for the most part, except the guy in Florida. And uh, and and the sanctions, which seem to be squeezing everybody, but as everybody says, that you know, they just make Putin say like, "Hey, to hell with it, I'm going for broke," because oh he's, yeah, he's not uh, a oh never mind kind of guy, you know. He's not uh, no, you know. Uh, and uh, you know, seems maybe uh, on a par. Where would you? I'd, I'd be curious, Dave. Who more stubborn to admit a mistake, Donald Trump yeah. or Vladimir Putin? Yeah. Uh, dare I say Putin? <laughs> dare I say Putin? Uh, because didn't Trump give even a modest apology after the uh, comments from the the bus, the uh, you know the Entertainment Tonight? Because uh, it was it during was, the campaign. It was as close as he'll come to an apology, yeah, was, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like when you you know you get the wrong check at Trump Tower. You know that kind of apology. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. Well, Dave, uh, somebody who uh, also has a temper is a comedian from SNL. And oh. you know we like to sure. uh, jump now, Dave, into that segment. What have you been watching? <laughs> and uh, I haven't actually watched this yet, I must say, but I heard about it and I wanted to share it with you and our listeners. And that is... The uh, former SNL cast member Leslie Jones mm -hmm. yep. uh, is cast now in the Taika Watiti pirate comedy. Bravo on the pronunciation. You, Nailed it. You. Well, he deserves it, Dave. He's, he, he makes some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, the vampire comedy. I mean, people uh, love him. Uh, anyway, these must say it, Dave, and I'll say it in jest. The supermarket sweep host... Is joining the uh, ensemble cast of the HBO Max series, actress comedian Leslie Jones, uh, starring in Our Flag Means Death. The SNL and Ghostbusters uh, actress will be a recurring guest star in the series, which stars also Taiki Waititi, who also acts, uh, many know him from Thor, as a pampered aristocrat who abandoned his life of privilege to become a pirate. Now, I know also that uh, one of the hooks, is, I, I saw Leslie Jones on Seth Meyers last night, mm -hmm. and that's what triggered me to look for an article about the show, and I saw a clip of it, which oh. does look funny, uh -huh. and she apparently is based on some real female pirate way back when, mm. and she has multiple husbands. It's kind of funny. Fred Armisen is one of them. All right, okay. So it seems like, uh, like an interesting cast, and... Uh, I understand they're on about episode two or three. And where is the, what platform is this? HBO uh, Max. HBO, okay. Uh, so you know, Leslie Jones is somebody, I have to say, like... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dave, you, time for your... And now it's time <laughs> for Dave's <laughs> Weekly Slam. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, like, she's not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, a fan, but I do admire what she does and what she's Her doing. Her Dave, or are you talking about if you were to date Leslie Jones? I couldn't imagine that, frankly, no. but... Um, but I just think, but the thing about Leslie Jones, you have to keep in mind, is like uh, she came to fame 
older than a lot of uh, comics and comedians do. And, you know, she'd been a, a club comic, and, and I think she might have been in a few movies here and there, but uh, really to get on SNL, I mean, I think she was in her late 40s, which is rare. And, Very rare. Uh, and she's really, I mean, hey, she's making movies, and she's doing things. And, you know, she stayed there quite a few seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have nothing against her. Did I just a little bit. About my... You know, uh, I, I know your, your, your criticism's kind of a one-beat, one-note uh, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of loud and angry and, uh, you know. But yeah. I must say, uh, it looks to me like uh, she's reaching for a little bit more depth in this uh, role. Okay. And she was talking about that very thing with Seth Meyers, and she said that she's just learned a tremendous amount oh. from Taiki Watiti. So mm -hmm. I look for great things. Yeah. I think she's well. Uh, I mean, I'll, she's an interesting personality. She's a tremendous uh, talk show guest. Yeah, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll give that to her. I mean, she's you know taking it seriously. She could be doing the same thing over and over again, and Absolutely. she's she's stretching out, doing some acting, and hey. yeah. We, we Hats off to Leslie Jones. She isn't the only. Uh, SNL cast member over the years that we've had that criticism. Hey, this is Chris Quinn from the screening room, and oh, is this on? Of their sort of one beat. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Actually, I've always felt that it's guys like Dana Carvey and. Uh, and even Fred Armisen that do a lot of characters and a lot of voices that mm -hmm. they never get to be like a star because mm -hmm. you can't plug them into anything and make use of that, you know, so much. Unless yeah. it's like, you know, Dana Carvey and the, the Master of Disguise, which was right. terrible, but he got him a chance to do all those voices right. and characters. Right, and then the ones that, that break out, uh, you know, sometimes develop into films and, 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 and really take off, yeah, you know. Yeah. Of course, that happened to Dana Carvey with... Uh, well, Wayne's, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are good examples. Uh, and Leslie Jones, actually, I thought was quite funny in Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. the female right. cast mm -hmm. Ghostbusters. I yeah. thought was very yeah. funny. And uh, we'll look forward to it. Well, she always brings a lot of energy. Yeah. I always like that. That she does, and and uh, you got to respect that. And I think she brought... my. I've not seen her do stand-up. Uh, you know, I take that back. I think I saw a special. Yeah, I've seen her do it. Yeah, and uh, she does do a, a bit of crowd work, mm -hmm. which I, I would anticipate uh, would work well for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. All right, kudos. What else? What have you been watching? Leslie Jones. What have I been watching lately? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what I watched, and this isn't anything new, Phil, but you know, I'm a big Columbo fan. Yes. Uh, and they were running, not the pilot, but episode one when it was picked up. It was really episode one, season one, which great episode with Jack Cassidy who was was a Columbo murderer three times no. and is one of the best because always. he has that mixture of full of himself and smarminess and, and uh, always thinks he's putting it over. Evilness too. It's a evil. perfect balance. Somebody oh, yeah. who really looks down on Columbo. And oh, it yeah. was a great plot and it was a great uh, directed by uh, Steven Spielberg. Wow. And he written, did a lot. Written by Steven Bochco. Remember wow. Steven Bochco? And so uh, they, LA Law? Uh, Bochco did... Um, Hill Street, Hill Street Blues. Blues, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, probably others. Yeah. And others, too. Yeah. And uh, they were in, like, their mid-20s. So, and, and this was just a really, really, uh, it's a great episode, and it's, if you're a Columbo fan, uh, it's a great where one. Do you, where, where do you find uh, On the Old Man Network that I watch, which the old is man. Uh, Cozy, I think, Cozy yeah. TV. What night was it, Dave? Um, Saturday. Ah. It's funny that you say it was Saturday, Dave, <laughs> because we show you buying tickets to the Loft Theater. <laughs> hey, it's probably nothing. 
I just, oh, I got one more thing. I just got to clean up these loose ends, you know. It's, it's, it's not me. It's, 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 it's my mind. You know? I'm up all night <laughs> having tea. My wife doesn't like tea. Does your wife like tea? My, my, my wife, Mrs. Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> he always says that. My wife, that's Mrs. Colombo. You know, he's so proper, you know. I always lo love it, too, uh, on Columbo because it was made in the early 70s, so there's a lot of stuff that, of technology is always part of the... But oh, it's yeah. the top technology of the 70s, like videotape machines or... Subliminal cuts. Yeah, subliminal cuts or, or, you know, lights that come on because it gets dark or things like that. Yeah. And the other thing yeah. is that he, whenever they refer to money... You know, like Columbo, I think references making like eleven thousand dollars a year. Yeah, or something like that. the uh, the <laughs> subliminal cuts one, Dave, had another multiple time Columbo yes. star that had that same sort of smarminess. Yep. Robert Culp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, Culp is uh, another great villain, great and there's also another one set in a TV studio with another great Columbo murderer, William Shatner. Yes, who's very good in that too. Played a radio host yeah. on the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kind of a controversial. Uh, Shatner, uh, Shatner. Now we can add Dave to the smarminess and the uh, what was the other the uh, pompous, pomposity, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the over-the-top acting. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. perfect for the Columbo. Well, on, on one episode, he plays an actor who plays a detective, and as Columbo's and he's a murderer, and as Columbo's trying to solve it, he he, he kind of keeps acting as a, he's in his he's in he's in his character. Yeah. So he's always giving Columbo advice as sure. his character. And uh, it's pretty crazy. Oh, so. thank you, sir. I never <laughs> thought of that, sir. That's quite a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, <coughs> a little hint, Dave, that uh, uh, the folks coming to our show at uh, Unscrewed can uh, look forward to my uh, <laughs> to my poor impression. All right, so, going to do a little with your Columbo. Yeah, throw Columbo. I haven't brought Columbo out in, in a few decades, but maybe may time. Yeah. I, Wouldn't be the I, first time you, I, you, you wore. I brought the shirt. I was going to say it was the first time you wore a raincoat to a theater. So uh. <laughs> well, there is that uh, uh, ban uh, on that, but we'll see, that injunction may have uh, may have ended uh, during the COVID. So how are we for time? Because we've got a section we're dropping in, right? So we're. Yeah. No. Uh, we, we've got about uh, seven minutes All to right. go here, Dave, right. and. Uh, it is great to be back uh, on Is This On. Let's remind everybody that you're tuned to Is This On, a production of the Tucson Comedy Alliance, mm -hmm. a very strong group of local comics. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, one of our great guests from uh, a couple of shows ago, John John Dave. Uh, I was going to mention John John. Dave. Shared with us uh, his writing class that he does before the mm -hmm. Laughs Open Mic on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. So that's tomorrow, if you're listening. Right, right. And I think he starts at about 6 p.m. or so? Yeah, before the show, yeah. Uh -huh. And, uh, and John, John, a very easy-going person and yeah. an insightful writer. Very smart. Yeah, knows his stuff. And we had a great time with him. That was a great, I thought that was a fun episode. We just sat with John, John at a restaurant and just chatted. And, uh, yeah, just a great guy. I agree. And, Dave, uh, we're in a very personal show tonight with my Cuba trip discussion. We can maybe alert our listeners that your sister... Oh, it's okay. going to be coming That's right. to the show in late March. Who and and we're going to talk to her about all kinds of things. But she is a professor of theater. She's a uh, playwright. She's a very successful playwright, and she's a professor of theater at Pacific University in Oregon. And I said, "Hey, you can come on ITO with me and Phil." And she goes, "What will I talk about?" And I go, "Well, you know, <laughs> you write plays. You know, theater. You know, comedy." We'd love to hear her yeah. thoughts on current com yeah. comedy yeah. and theater and yeah. musical comedy. Yeah, she was, uh, she's actually, she's written, I don't want to, well, I don't know too much, but uh, she's written a play and the, the theme it deals with the uh, first uh, 
female baseball umpire. Wow. And uh, she's looking at getting a theater, and she almost got a theater, but, you know, things didn't work out too well. That was just outside of Cooperstown, which would well, have been boy, really uh, great to hold it there and tie it in with it with the hall, you know. Boy, and, and, and we can ask her about the impact of COVID on live theater, right, you know. Right. Oh, and uh, she's a professor, too. It's had a huge impact on teaching because you're teaching acting classes. And, I mean, they're doing acting classes that were Zoom classes, so you're not mm -hmm. really, like, looking in someone's eyes or you're not, like... You know, there's no blocking or anything, and it's, it's tough. They had to adjust to that. You know. Yeah, and uh, I, I hope she'll spin a, a good, uh, funny family yarn about, uh, you know, growing up with you, uh, you know, if she's listening and we play Well, I, I already referenced this to her, is that when we were kids, we would in, go in her room and there was a desk, and it had a uh, old-fashioned pencil sharpener bolted to it, which to us looked like the microphone on a talk show, you know. Yeah. And so we had... Uh, a TV station, KUKU was the station we had in her bedroom, and we did the whole day's schedule shows, wow. superhero show, talk show, thing like that. And uh, so that was our, my first experience behind the mic, well, albeit a pencil sharpener. I, 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 just the, the flag out to our ITO listeners. This is going. <laughs> this is a. It's 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 a, it's going to be a combination of th theater discussion, comedy, currently. What's happening in academia, yeah. theatrical-wise? Yeah. But also, part this is your life, Dave. Okay. Mark, all, all right. Yeah. And yeah. we want to hear about that. It was, it's in, we start in Ohio, right? Uh, well, yeah. I, well, I was born in New York, but we yeah. grew up in Ohio for the most part. And, and, and until what age did you live together with your sister? My sister was uh, uh, born five years after me, and uh, we. Uh, when did they throw you out? <laughs> <laughs> So I guess, uh, you know, till uh, about 13 years, we, uh, we, uh, yeah, we, when she was little, we shared a bedroom. I remember that because I got pink eye really bad. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, we were always very, Are you, very close. And, uh, do you suspect your sister in the pink eye? I, I do. I do. Yeah, uh, she, okay. she had means. She had uh, motive. And, uh, and it'll be fun uh, having her on. We've remained close friends all this time. And, uh, you know, our relationship obviously is changed over the years and I'm sure she's going oh. to be a great guest if she's not a great big baby. I, uh, I look very forward to meeting her Dave and hearing about her work. Uh, I will say uh, I had only one sibling who sadly passed away uh, my gosh over over 10 years ago mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. and uh, I boy sure miss my brother. Uh, nothing like a sibling. Yeah. And you also have a brother. You, you talked to me about your brother and yeah, yeah. I know you guys were close. And all that. Very close. And I have an older brother and I have an, I have an older sister. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're in the Old, my brother and sister are in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Visited them nice. last year, and uh, yeah, how nice! So there we go. Uh, what a uh, uh, an interesting show. We want to thank uh, Raj uh, Kirch. Raj Kirch for uh, joining us uh, via the ITO traveling microphone, Dave. Mm -hmm. This time to San Diego, uh, we'll, and uh, we'll look forward to Friday night uh, after dark at Unscrewed Theater. Please come on out, and it's always a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all kinds of variety and uh, uh, just a good spirit and a really nice stage. Nice and, stage, uh, great screen. crowd. It's lovely yeah. there. Yeah. They keep it nice and dark. You know, you're lit up in a dark yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. I like, I your, like the vibe. Your pictures like come out. Your pictures come out good when you're performing there because it's all black. But that's you. right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Dave, it's been a pleasure to get back behind the mic with you. Great to be back in the good old USA. Estados Unidos. Yeah. Absolutely. I did. I'll uh, send you one photo. Uh, of my wife and I in front of a big Che mural. You sent me that. I, I sent saw that, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now, 
our names are forever embedded at the Ministry of Defense as well. Uh, you know, uh, if that you know could go 360. I don't see Russia picking up Cuba's bills any too soon again. So uh, they got other, you know, yeah. they got their hands. They've swung. been swamped they lately. Uh -huh. Fabulous, Dave, uh, work on getting that phone call. Yeah, well, we learned that's a the lot. ITO crew. That's not me. Uh, so, the yeah. Vladis. Yeah, the Vladis. You know, hopefully this will be settled one, Dave. Hey, Dave, and the two Vladis will be a comedy team. <laughs> if all goes well. Oh, there's a bit. I yeah. smell a bit. Okay. <laughs> You're tuned to KMKR 99.9 .9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Thank you and good night. Good night.